I really think we need to always be marketing, but we need to know what are the daily non-negotiables to create the income, to create the clients, to move people from, from cold to salt in a quick period of time. Welcome to the Master Your Business podcast, where we bring you the best in branding, marketing, and customer experience strategies. I'm Deirdre Martin, your host. And if you've been asking yourself, how to level up your growing business, your marketing, your customer experience, or how to make more of an impact with your brand, this show is for you. You'll discover actionable tips and insights to help businesses just like yours gain clarity and illuminate the path to success. Train with industry experts, learn sales and marketing strategies, business and mindset hacks, and be inspired by authentic entrepreneurship stories. As your host, I'll share the no-nonsense advice that accelerated my journey from boring bank manager to industry thought leader in marketing and customer experience. Learn how I made the leap into the world of six-figure success, digital courses, keynote speaking, and co-authoring a number one bestseller in just one year. Together with interviews from industry experts, this show ensures you're seen, heard, and hired by your ideal clients. Join our growing community of subscribers and let the Master Your Business podcast empower you to tackle your most significant challenges on your path to business success. Don't miss out. It's your turn to learn from the best and master your dream business. This episode is a gem. Today, I'm chatting with the super cool simplicity guru, Sarah Leather, about the magic of keeping things simple and how it can revolutionize your business. Sarah opens her playbook to share some of her best strategies and lessons learned from her journey. Here's what you can expect in this episode. Simplicity is key. We're going all Marie Kondo on your business, focusing on what truly sparks joy and drives results. Sarah spills the beans on embracing your vulnerability when putting yourself and your brand out there. She takes a deep dive into understanding our tricky money minds, breaking down barriers that might be stopping the cash flow in your business. We talk about ditching the business addiction. That one, my friends, I can totally relate to, and I'm sure you will too. She talks about why having a mentor can be a game changer for your business journey and so much more. So before you buckle up for an amazing conversation, I have a teeny tiny favor to ask you. Will you please take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts? It's those ratings and reviews that help other ambitious entrepreneurs just like you to find the podcast and get the benefits from it. And if you enjoyed the episode after you've listened to it, please share it with one of your business pals who you know is going to enjoy the nuggets that Sarah shares today. So grab your cuppa and get ready for a fresh perspective on running your business with simplicity and joy. And Sarah really does prove in this episode that sometimes doing less can actually mean achieving so much more. Sarah, I am so excited to welcome you to the Master Your Business podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I am absolutely thrilled to be here, Deirdre. It's such a privilege to be speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you. But folks, for those of you listening, I have to share a little backstory with you about how Sarah and I met because Sarah has been my coach and mentor for the past two years and, and some. 
But Sarah and I met in the lunch queue at a networking conference. And we started talking about all things coaching. And uh, I couldn't believe that there was somebody who coached full time, did it online and was making a really good living from it. I was like, whoa. And so when I found out that my job was going, I reached out to Sarah and said, Sarah, I'm thinking about starting my own business. I'm thinking about becoming a career coach. And Sarah was like, dear, nothing against career coaches, but you know, you can do so much more than that. So folks, I would not be here on this podcast. This podcast wouldn't even exist if it weren't for this woman. So I am so thrilled to introduce you to her and uh, let her tell her story. So Sarah, you're a simplicity strategist. Please explain what that is for our listeners. Thanks, Deirdre. And I'd actually forgotten that very first meeting. I hate small talk. I don't particularly like networking events. I'm just like, oh, I hope there's somebody. There was a really long queue and I thought like, I hope there's someone interesting to talk to. And I started talking to you and it was just like such a pleasure. And you said like, let's connect afterwards. And I thought like, why not? Why not? And um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a fabulous meeting. And Simplicity strategist. Yeah. Well, I'll just like I've been working as a business coach for probably 12 or 13 years now. And I've been sort of really quite broad with my business coaching. It's for women. um, And I have over the last few years had a bit more of a sort of midlife menopause, perimenopause focus on it because like perimenopause kicked me in the butt and wrecked my confidence and pretty much everything else. And uh, I knew that I had to sort of start doing things differently and it was really last year when things started to really shift and change for me I mean I'd had a successful business for many many years I'd been at six figures for a long time got to multiple six figures and but I knew I knew I wanted to really grow my business but I knew I didn't want to do it in more hours I really wanted things to be be a lot more a lot more fine-tuned and uh, systematized, but I still wanted to give really good value to my clients. So last year, things sort of changed quite a lot in that I'd spent the whole of the pandemic trying to get to Australia to see my mother. My mother had been sick with, um, and my flights got cancelled a million times over. So I eventually got there just over a year ago and I went for two months because it's taken me so long to get there. And because of the time difference, because of lots of things uh, and because of wanting to spend time with my family, I was kind of working about three hours a day. And then a couple of months after I got back, I got COVID and my energy was really limited and I was working about three hours a day. And then every six weeks or so, I got a relapse of all the symptoms, came back again and I could only work about three hours a day. And then I started talking about, you know, making 300K in three hours a day, which was pretty much last year for me. And that a lot of people really connected with that. And they're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I would love that. And I realized how complicated businesses could become very very easily and how much we were sort of pushing to get more and be more and do more and it's something I've been talking about for several years but it was only when I got sick for the last time in towards the end of last year 
And I had been talking about sort of the concept of reinvention, particularly in midlife and around menopause, but there was a disconnect between that and my business coaching business. And I knew I I just wanted to, to streamline things, as I was saying. And then it's just like the word, I just wrote a post and the word simplicity came out of my mouth. And I'm just like, you know, I think we need more simplicity in business. And I had thought of a new program, a new mastermind that I was going to run, but I was calling it something else. I was calling it Signature 7. It was seven steps towards seven figures. And and but, and when I started talking about it, I thought, like, this is complicated. It needs to be simpler. There needs to be, it needs to be rooted in simplicity. And I'm like, okay, I'll call it simplicity. And I just started writing posts about simplicity. And I had so many women in my inbox and saying like, yes, me, I need this. Please simplify me. It's what so many people said, like simplify my business, simplify my life. And from there, I've created Mastermind. I have had pretty much two six-figure months in a row. I have started writing my Simplicity book. I created the Simplicity Solution. Uh, and everything's kind of fallen into place as if by magic. <laughs> but we know it's not magic we know it's actually the doing the work working on ourselves working on our businesses getting the right support at the right time surrounding ourselves with other women on the journey and it's uh yeah it is has all clicked into place so like people are saying to me like oh it's amazing everything's working so well and they say like you're, you're so lucky to have figured it out and it's not really luck we know that <laughs> it's uh, it's doing the work doing the work on ourselves, doing the work on our businesses. It's about really developing, I think, our self-leadership, leading leading ourselves, leading our businesses, leading our clients. And such a huge piece of that for me is self-care. And for me, self-care isn't so much, um, you know, having the bubble bath as much as they are lovely. Uh, but it's for me, it's anything that creates emotional safety. Because during, particularly during, perimenopause and menopause a lot of old traumas came up this is what happens so much with women um and it felt it just felt very unsafe to market I felt very unsafe to be visible it felt really really vulnerable and I had to learn new ways of doing it and I had to learn how to manage my nervous system as I navigated my business and I had to do it in a really simple way so I went and learned a lot. I got a lot of certifications around being trauma-informed and around the nervous system and stuff and so that I could help my clients a whole lot more. But I had to help myself first. And I can really recognise when a woman is shut down and can't, um, can't move forward because of that. And it can just, the online business world can feel so harsh. It can feel very, very harsh when we're feeling vulnerable. So... That's a little bit of my story, Deidre. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that incredible, folks? Seriously. Um, but, Sarah, oh, my God, there's so much to unpack there, right? And I think kudos to you because 300K in three hours a week, I think that's amazing. Three hours a day. Three hours a day. A day. Wow. Well, even still, that's still fantastic and really inspiring. And uh, well, I suppose some of the things that that I'm curious about and, and that maybe listeners are curious about, too, are you mentioned that there are th business gets complicated really quickly and you're able to identify that. But for those who aren't able to identify it and for your clients now who are coming to you, 
what types of things are they complicating? Well, if I looked at well, I looked at my own business first. And I was looking at even the way that I was marketing. I was doing sort of like monthly workshops or webinars or challenges. And I realized how many moving pieces were in there because it was when I got sick that I thought like, oh, I have to tell my assistant to do all these things. And and or she would automatically be going and doing them. And she's like, no, I've got to take care of this. And I'm like, stop, let's just not do any of that. How about I just show up and do a Facebook Live for 30 minutes and I'll just do a couple of posts beforehand and tell people I'm doing that. And then after the and at the end of the at the end of the Facebook Live, I do a training on something really, really juicy, really good. And at the end, I just say, look, I've got this program. If you want to hear more about it, DM me. And I'd say, like, I've got this video I made about it. And there was like, and there was just like this really simple process. Then without the landing pages or the emails or anything and I was way, making more money doing a lot less and I'm like oh this is important this is what so many of my clients crave um that they they just needed so much simpler and without having to be able to make decent money without maybe having when they're not quite ready maybe for a virtual assistant or they don't know how that very often it just gives them another job to do to manage somebody when they're not quite ready for it when they haven't got it figured out themselves so that was the first thing about uncomplicating my business was just like just let's just cut everything out and I'm not saying I won't do that but in the future and I will there's something I'm probably going to do in the future which is more like like simplicity summit or something that I would just present lots of things and and invite people to my my next thing uh, and there will be more moving parts with that but from radically simplifying my business it's opened up so much time and space to actually know what I do want there and what I don't want and it's about really letting go of so many of the things and then saying like how many of these need to be there because you know you know Pareto's principle the 80 20 rule I'm sure you talk about that quite a lot that like you know 80% of income comes from 20% of our clients uh, but you know 80% of our um, activities possibly are you know it's tw the 20 percent of our activities that are giving the 80 percent of the results i'm just like okay so what's the 20 percent what's the 20 percent of what i'm doing that is really important and what's the 80 percent that i can let go of so instead of because what i see happening is that women in business are spending 80 percent of their time marketing which they don't like and 20% of their time working with their clients and they want to do it the other way around. They like Most of them would like to, to be 100% of the time working with their clients and 0% of the time, that's called a job. That is not a business. <laughs> we have to do marketing. You'll always be marketing and always be selling in your business. And yeah, there are some things you can outsource there, but um, I really think we need to always be marketing. And so we, but we need to know what are the daily non-negotiables to create the income, to create the clients, to move people from in very crude marketing speak from cold to sold in a quick period of time. And it's knowing that and also working on your mindset at the same time because that's so important because we trip ourselves up all the time and knowing when to ask for the sale as well and not being afraid to ask for the sale because that's how you really help people.
I'm so glad that that you went there because, you know, it's so true. And that's something that we see all the time. People are just so afraid to ask for the sale. And do you think that has anything to do with what you touched on earlier around emotional safety and about those past traumas that have cropped up? And again, I know for me as a perimenopausal woman, again, my confidence was completely impacted last year until I found ways to move through that. And again, I suppose, and maybe this is a stacked question, which I don't mean for it to be, but I think it all comes back potentially to the same thing, where it is about having that confidence, so feeling safe enough to have that confidence to ask for the sale. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and it's it's so, so true. And what I, the way I put it out there really is to focus on your client instead of yourself. Yes, work on yourself, do plenty of things in your life to work on yourself. But when you're working in your business, be focused on your client. And your, that, that includes your potential clients as well. That includes your leads. And that is, that you know, so that means growing your audience every day. That means reaching out to people that have held their hand up. I don't do any cold, cold messaging, cold DMing. But once somebody has held their hand up for something, yeah, sure, they've want a training or something yeah dm them give it to them follow up afterwards saying hey you know is this something you want to work more on at the moment and um and letting people know that you notice them that they matter you know rather than people always going on about oh i think my new potential clients ghosted me or whatever i'm just like well we i I ban that word by the way i don't like it we're not dating we are we are professional business people we're not no one's ghosting us that'll just getting on with their lives but you know reach out to people and i had to really do a lot of work on this is when i first noticed it was like I was fine if I reached out to somebody who had asked for something, I reached out to them and said, like, actually, no, that's not what I want right now. I'll be absolutely fine. And, of course, if they said yes and moved ahead, that was more than fine. But if they ignored me, if they, I suppose, which many people would call goes to me, it took me to a really dark place. And I recognised, like, when did I first feel like this? And I realised, like, it was when I was a little girl feeling rejected over certain things and I'm like that's got nothing to do with my business like I need to work on that so that I'm okay with what's coming up like as people say like your business is the biggest personal growth thing you'll ever go through and it's so true and you've got to be able to separate what's happening in your business to what's happened in your life in the past it's not the same thing and that goes for what's happening with your marketing, but also what's happening with the amount of money that you're creating in your business, that it doesn't mean anything about you if you're doing things that things aren't going so well or if things are going really well. It doesn't mean you're terrible. It doesn't mean you're amazing. It just means you're a human being, you know. So it's it's it, they're just numbers on a page as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we like the numbers to grow. We like the numbers to be bigger. But we attach, particularly as women, I know you've got a mixed audience, but as women, we can put so much emotion into things that are around money, whereas men tend to see them as numbers on a page. And, you know, they'll say like, oh, here's my program. It's 10,000. Would you like to go ahead? Whereas women go like, this is my program. It's 10000 I have a payment plan. And if you want, we can really spread that out. And I'll give you this bonus as well. And actually, because you've worked with me in the past, I'm going to take 2000 off it. You know, that's what women do. And it's crazy. It's really crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, it's so true, Sarah. And I think, you know, something that I've learned from working with you over time, and, and you kind of touched on it there as well, is that a lot of women, myself being included, I attach my sense of self-worth to the amount of money that I make. Yep. And it's that whole sense of you are good enough, isn't it? And and again, as you say, that can stem from childhood traumas and, and whatnot. So yeah, totally resonates with me, everything you're saying. And I'm sure there are listeners thinking, yeah, that makes sense to me too. So Sarah, in terms of, you know, what kind of tips and advice could you give to people who are listening in terms of some things that they could practically implement in their business to simplify what they're doing, to overcome that mindset related to money, about their visibility, about showing up in a really easy way so that they can make money and serve their clients exceptionally. What are your what are your top tips? I've got so many tips, but can I just circle back to what you said just before that about the self-worth piece? Mm-hmm. Because there's one thing I think that's really important to this story is that, yeah, January and February this year, I've had two of my best months in business um, that is repeatable and scalable in, you know, usually around about four or five hours a day. And in November and December last year were two of my worst months ever in business my lowest months ever in business but I had to get completely aligned to my business and be completely aligned to what I was doing where I was going before I saw the evidence of it and that I think is so vital is and that's one of the biggest tips I'll give is that we have to believe in what's possible and hold the faith, hold that belief of what's possible and believe what you're doing is working, as long as you are doing some marketing and showing up, that's that's a given, uh, before we actually see the evidence of it and, and not that, make it mean anything about you. On that, right, like what, what did you do exactly then to align yourself to your business? What, you know, was it mindset work? Was it strategic? Was it planning? Was it brand? What was it? It's, it's kind of what I now call the simplicity solution. I didn't really, I didn't have a name for it at the time, but the first thing was the releasing, the letting go of the decluttering of thoughts and things. So like it started with just clearing my desk and getting rid of stuff that I've been holding on to. My first coaching magazines from 2008 that I got with my first coaching certification that I was holding on to because I liked the way I felt when I first got those. I loved, they gave me so much because I was so excited with this potential new career and everything. But I had to just sort of do a little bit of a releasing ceremony myself and just let them go with love and um, pass them on with all the recycling stuff. And the, you know, it was releasing things that I was holding on to and releasing thoughts about like, that I have to, I I think I'd had for a long time, I thought about like I'd had, I had to figure out how to mix the reinvention stuff, the stuff, the personal development stuff, all the stuff that I really wanted to get my teeth into with business coaching and how could I present that and just letting go of and letting something else come instead of stopping like pushing the boulder up a hill that wasn't working and just really it was the first thing was the releasing and then the second thing was like okay I still I can still have the reinvention piece here but what needs to be reinvented was my identity reinventing my identity of 
a woman who was at seven figures. And everything that I do throughout the day, putting through that lens of like, what would seven figure Sarah say? And I did this to get to six figures as well. Everything, when a friend, when I was working for my office in town, a friend had sent me a text message and saying, hey, any chance you're free for coffee? And I'd just had a client cancellation of texting back or even having my phone turned off because I just say to myself, what would six figure Sarah do? Six figure Sarah would not have her phone turned on when she was working and six figure Sarah would not nip out for coffee when she's working, even if she's had a client cancellation. That's how I filled my natural health practice that I'd had before the coaching practice was when I didn't have a client, I was working on my business. I was writing a letter to the local GP saying, hey, this is what I do. If you need any, if you want to have a chat with me about it, or I'd be writing an article for a local paper and saying, look, I write about this kind of stuff. Let me know if you'd like some more. So it was that reinventing myself to my next level of I'm the and writing in my journal every woman every every moment I'm the kind of woman that has a seven-figure business I'm the kind of woman that contributes enormously because she's got to this income level and I'm really getting in touch with my why and why it was that I wanted to do this which is way beyond the money it has to be beyond the money it can never just be about the money and it's about what's possible it's about who I need to become and who the impact that I can make and the ripple effect of that of all the every single client that I help the ripple effect in their lives and everybody around them is absolutely enormous because the last thing the world needs is another broke burnt out woman like it just doesn't so the more women because I, I keep saying well, like I'm not going alone I'm bringing all the women with me that uh, we do it together um so that was the second thing the third thing was the receive of really being in that like I'm I'm ready for this I'm ready like it's uh I can I can feel it I can see it and and looking for evidence that it's happening that it's working and even if that's just finding you know three euro coins in the couch that have fallen out of my husband's pocket I'm just like no money is everywhere money is flowing to me effortlessly um it's it's just really being in that space but I can get on with the life and looking after myself looking after myself and letting go of the the addiction to business because I think so many of us just like are just so graspy of our businesses and just like come on give me give me clients give me money give me whatever and just like all is well all as well and and taking time off like the last two months I've been away like I saw you at one at the International Women's Day event um and just stepping away and working on myself working on my business away from from my house from my office and everything yeah yeah that sounds amazing Sarah I, I think stepping away for me sometimes like work looks like working from the kitchen table <laughs> instead of the office but even that can make such a shift Oh, totally. Like I've just put, I've got a really comfy chair over in the corner and like I never worked, for, I, I journal from there, but I've never worked from there because it looks out over the field and the ocean here in West Cork, but it, like it was never, I could never have my laptop there. It was never right. All I did was put like three books. I, I bought in a little, a little table, a little fold at desk that one of the kids, the kids have all gone now, but was down in one of the kids' bedrooms. I put it there and put three little books on it and my laptop is there. I can work from there really. Like it was just the, the tiniest thing has made a huge difference to my productivity because I don't want to sit in an office chair in front of my iMac all the time. It's not my best creative space. 
Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. So if I can, I'm going to see if I can correctly summarize what you said a few minutes ago, Sarah. So you aligned yourself by decluttering a lot of the things that you found had made the business complex. And then you reinvented your identity and really got in touch with your why so that, you know, it was to do with that bigger purpose beyond making money. And then the last thing was you really got in touch with that receive spirit or feeling or flow, if you like. I I don't know what the right phrase is to call it, but I suppose opened yourself up to receiving that money and letting it flow. Surrender is the word that really comes to me. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. It felt like an, an act of surrendering and letting also letting the universe know that like I don't need to get sick anymore for this I'm listening I'm really listening and I don't need to be like put to bed for three days so that I stop working so that it can all happen because I really believe that like everything we want is there for us but it's just like we can just kind of push so much that we push it out the way and if we just sit back and actually it's the feminine act, it's the ultimate feminine. And we need the masculine, which is nothing to do with masculine, feminine, nothing to do with man, woman. It's just masculine, feminine energies in a body. It's like the yin yang in Chinese medicine. And it's just like we need the leaning forward, um, strategic kind of stuff. We've got to take the action, but we also need to lean back and let it come to us as well. And it's like a little bit of a dance. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so let me go back to that earlier question that I'd asked. I'm so glad that that you circled back to this part, though, because that was really valuable, I think, for listeners. So let me see, what was I asking? I was asking about the tips that you have to help people really simplify things in their businesses where, you know, where maybe they're not aligned or maybe they're not in tune with their identity and, and, and you know, maybe they're not open to receiving that money. They haven't surrendered, as you say. What tips would you give to people to help them position themselves in that way? Yeah, I would say one thing, pick your, pick your guru, pick your mentor and don't try and follow 10 different people's strategies. When I speak to somebody and said like, oh, but I'm following this person, they said to do this and this person said to do this and this, but like, it's a bit like weight loss and dieting. All methods will work if you stick to them, if they are sort of sensible enough plan that removes sort of the, the, the toxic kind of food in our diet. Like the, the most of them, most of them will work. It's the same in business. Business is not that complicated, but we let it be complicated. So having someone to guide you and like you are a perfect mentor for so many people that they're like and knowing what what they need to do at what time. Um, and and picking someone who has got the experience and the training and the credibility and knowing that just because somebody's showing up on social media and showing these massive results, you know, just have a little bit of a look behind the scenes and make sure it is credible because anyone can call themselves a coach. Anyone can stick up their thing. Anybody can post today. My client Sally made one million yesterday. You know, like anybody can do that. And it's just, and it breaks my heart when I hear stories about like they're not being substance behind what some people are offering. So, you know, just, and very often your gut will tell you as well. So, you know, stop following all the people and just follow. I'd say like a maximum of like three people, but pick one person that you're going to listen to. If And if you hire someone, 
listen to them. <laughs> Just don't be arguing with them all the time that you, you know, you've so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that because it's a massive distraction. And so, you know, pick your person and, you know, whether you need to unsubscribe to, from 10 email lists or leave, you know, 20 Facebook groups or, you know, where is the noise? Where is the noise that's cluttering up your brain that you that's being very distracting for you? Um, get rid of the noise. And um, the uh, so when it comes to simplifying that first thing of just like get rid of release all of the I'd say thoughts and things and what are and doing a, a bit of a brain dump on your thoughts I like doing it in the morning with some journaling of what you're thinking about your business and just ask you a question what do I think about my business or how do I feel about my business right now and just go like is that actually true like if you're having negative thoughts about your business just know that it's just a thought thoughts are just sentences in our brain they don't mean anything apart from the meaning we give them we create great stories around them you can rewrite that story you can decide you can decide like what i'm doing is working it's coming it's being like i often say i'm sure you've heard me say this before deirdre that like patience isn't a virtue it's not something that we're either born with or without it's a strategy it's a strategy we can use in our business to like, I am going to be the tortoise, not the hare. I will keep going. I'll keep taking steps in the direction that I'm being led and I will be successful because, you know, I used to hear before from people that like, it's no different here than what it was there. Like that a hundred K a month is no different than 10 K a month. And I used to think like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> How could that be true? <laughs> And it's exactly true. It is so true. It is no different. It is no different. And it's um, it's it's it is just yes. It is great to have more financial freedom, absolutely. And you have more choices. And you, there are definitely benefits to it. I wouldn't say not to not to go for it, but you're the same person when you get there. So do the groundwork wherever you are now, knowing that that's what's going to really stabilize you as you move forward. Um, so really looking at really what thoughts and things need to be released and what would you, what would you like instead? What are you choosing to think instead? Because our thoughts create our emotions, our feelings, and we take our actions from there. So if we're going to be doing action every day in our business, what, how do we want to be feeling doing that? And I find having feelings rather than like highly motivated and excited, we can't, we can't maintain those all the time. More of a like a determined, grounded, committed, love, focused. This is what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. It's working. My ideal clients are flowing to me. And knowing that like the evidence is the last thing that you actually see, the actual client signing up is the end of the process of it working. We don't see the things along the way. So it's a bit like the iceberg. If you only see the tip, you don't see all that massive structure underneath it. So that stuff all needs to be going on to get to get the tip. Yes. 
So does that answer your question? There's probably a gazillion different tips I could talk about. Yeah, it really does. And again, just to, to recap on that, because there's a lot there. So one guru, as in one mentor, one guru. One... We don't have to say the word guru. One mentor, one coach. I love the word guru. I love the word guru. It aligns with my brand because my brand is that an archetype, which is a sage and a guru is somebody who masters things and hence the name of my podcast, right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, guru, I love that, Sarah. Um, get rid of the noise. Yes, I think we all could do with doing that really regularly. And similarly, I would add to that where you have, let's say, where you go into your emails and you've got a ton of emails that you never read from anybody, unsubscribe from them. Just stop that noise coming in and equally do the opposite. If you've got people on your email list and they're never opening your emails, well, then do them and yourself a favor and declutter them from there as well. Because if they haven't looked at one email that you've sent in a year, well, then you're just cluttering up their inbox and that's probably how they're going to see it, right? Be the same on social media. If you use a platform like Facebook as your main marketing tool, uh, get rid of like there's lots of great software now that you can actually just get rid of people that have not engaged with anything of yours for the last like six months or 12 months and yeah I've I've released over a thousand Facebook friends in the last few weeks and it's it because it affects the algorithm if you've got thousands of people sitting there that are not doing anything and make space for more for the people that are into what you're doing now and that includes friends and family and you know old boyfriends from secondary school or high school or whatever it is like those I see social media as a marketing tool yeah. my real friends are my real friends and you know I'm not saying you have to get like rid of everybody but I have no problem these days blocking people removing people anybody that is uh is is really not there for me to serve and for me to help with my business yeah, and it is a business decision. It is a strategic business decision and it's okay to do that sort of stuff. But then the final one, and this is so important, I think it's about that decluttering and releasing of your thoughts. It's about doing that groundwork because you can't show up and master your business. You can't write content if your brain is sabotaging you in some way because you're so cluttered with all of these other things that are going on. And whether it's to do with, how you're feeling on that day for a particular reason or the example that you gave is like where your client ghosted you or you know didn't reply to your emails I've got one of those going on at the moment and I'm like what <laughs> and it's what what Sarah you say regularly you say this is what are you making it mean right that's the question you always ask me what are you making it mean um and that's something that that I found myself doing a bit of self-coaching about from time to time now because I'm like what would Sarah say <laughs> um but yeah and and completely releasing those thoughts but Sarah one other thing that I really love to touch on with you before I let you go is to do with sabotage and self-sabotaging for our business Talk to me about that. I think one of the biggest things is comparison, is comparing ourselves to other people that are like, oh, I've been a coach 10 years more than her and look at her with her 100K months or whatever. Um, and for me, it's, it's a few things about that. One, I'm just like, 
what is this reminding me of? What is, where's this taking me? And it always takes me back to one situation, which was when I was nine years old in primary school, when my best friend walked around the classroom with a clipboard with two columns. Do you like me best or Sarah best? And she came and presented me the facts that she was more popular than me. Um, and I can't believe. I Bye -bye bestie. <laughs> Bye -bye bestie. It took me like a few decades actually of repeating that same story with when we went to Vista in Australia and then when she came over the side of the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It was just the same thing. Okay, Sarah, how long is it going to take you to get this? And it's, it's what we do in the online space. We're forever comparing ourselves to other people. And I'm just like, there's quite a few people that I have followed for many years. And I'm like, oh, unfriend. I do not need to be friends with them. And I don't need to see what they're doing because there are times when we're feeling a little bit wobbly or something when it does shut us down. And it's learning to stay in our own lanes and knowing that our people are there in our lanes with us. And, it, and that we're all swimming side by side. We're not like... When we don't, we, like there's room for all of us. There's more than enough clients for everyone, but it can be such hard work if that's what you're seeing all the time. If you're seeing like if everybody that you are, everybody that you're connected with all does all do the same things of what you do you can think like oh there's too many of us or there's you can have those thoughts and the thing about self-sabotage is that it usually happens like usually on your way to getting your goal you're just meeting resistance all the time and then when you get your goal then the sabotage starts to happen and it's being onto that and reading amazing books that explain it really well I think um uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is an excellent one for the upper limit problem that invisible glass ceiling that we see ourselves through one thing that really helped me earlier on was knowing that like that invisible glass ceiling that whenever we break through it and break through that glass ceiling we're going to feel a bit cut we're going to feel a bit hurt it's going to feel it's going to affect our nervous system in some way and for me one of the best ways to deal with it is learning how to process emotions in my body it's not always a role for our minds we can spend all our whole entire lives doing mindset work and exhausting ourselves whereas like if you do it more in a sort of what's called somatic way of getting your body and I might be going out for a run or putting on some music and dancing and that's why whenever I get a new client I've got a song that I play which is from 52nd Street it's we're in the money and I and I took my kids when they were 16 and 18 my youngest two we went to London I was going to an event and they were doing London and we went to see 42nd Street and we often put it on in the kitchen and all dance around making up we're tap dancing around the kitchen to we're in the money or I'm in the money we're in the money and and for me that's just my way of sort of processing it in my body and then sit down and carry on and that's it um so it's about what are ways that you can process those emotions that, so that it doesn't you don't end up breaking something in your body or your business I meant your business and I said body same thing it's the same thing so that you don't get sick so that you don't get in um in anything and just knowing that, yeah, I've got to this next level, so or I haven't got to this level, um, so what's going to go wrong or what's going to be, and looking 
and not speak like a just after I had those two huge months, like about five things broke around that. My husband's car broke, my food presser broke, the fridge, the, the range oven, um, so many things. Coffee machine, it all it all just all happened all at once. And a few things like the back door is breaking and there's a few things that have been going on. Then we had no electricity because there was a crack in an outside socket. And so we've got a big thing going on there. Um, but every time something like that, I was just like, that means nothing. These needed replacing. This is normal part of life. Whereas before I would have been evidence gathering and going like, see, I can't hold on to money. I have to keep spending money. But like, no, yeah, I have been spending money. But I've got a lovely new stove. I've got a lo lovely new fridge that I've been wanting for a long time. But like my husband's delighted with his car, um, his new secondhand car. And it's... Um, it's all part of life. It's all part of life. So the sabotage is, it's optional. It's optional. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but it's just, feelings can't hurt us. They just don't feel very comfortable. Um, but you can learn how to process them or just sit with them and they will pass. The feeling of like, of somebody, I think one of the biggest, the hardest things in business is when disappointing things happen. Like when somebody says they're going to work with you and then they send an email saying like, oh, actually, my car's just broken. I need to buy a new car. Um, I can't work with you now. I'll be back in a few months. And you know, like, oh, I'll never be back. And you'd already in your mind spent that money and already, <laughs> already, uh, you know, celebrated it or whatever. And know that instead, like, this is a normal part of business. This, this happens. This happens from time to time. And then averting your focus onto the next person. But just seeing like, how do I honestly feel? Yeah, I feel a bit devastated. I feel a bit, I, and feeling that because you're a normal human being. You know, we're not sociopaths. We're not going to like, we're not unfeeling creatures. Like we are going to feel it and that's okay. Particularly if there's any kind of criticism or client coming to you and say, I don't like you anymore. I don't want to work with you anymore. Or the thing that I think is the hardest thing for anyone to navigate in business is somebody wanting a refund or wanting money back. It just hits us on so many levels. And yes, you have your policies and um, your terms and conditions, your contracts in place, and that can all deal with it on that side of things. But there's no one likes it. No one likes that kind of thing going on in your business. Um, but it is part of running a business. And if you hide from that, if you hide from not wanting, to, if you don't want like if you don't want anyone to unsubscribe from your email list, you just never send an email. And it probably won't happen very much um, unless someone uses some kind of software. But you start sending emails regularly and some people will unsubscribe. And that's normal. It doesn't mean anything. And I think it's just learning these things and sort of maturing as a, maturing emotionally uh, and strategically in business. You understand this after a while. And you go like, oh, yeah, these, th this is normal. How I'm feeling is normal. And I'm just going to carry on. But feeling the emotions, getting, uh, sometimes just get away from my computer, just walk away. It's like you feel yourself checking for emails every five minutes to see if someone's paid you or not. You know, just like, like turn it off, walk away, go watch some trash on Netflix or go take grab your dog or something, go for a walk or just like switch it off, go listen to something else and take be an amazing custodian of your of your brain of your mind and of your body as well
Fantastic, Sarah. I'm so glad I asked you that question. And folks, you can see why I've worked with Sarah for so long. She's just got so many nuggets of wisdom and such vast experience in running two different multi six figure businesses that make you invaluable, Sarah. Um, so uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or what's coming up for you in the coming months? Well, my book is coming very, very soon. I think the working title is Simplicity Solution, but uh, it'll be something about simplicity. I've played between a few different titles of it, but that is coming, and that's basically covering those three steps of um, of re release, reinvent, receive, and I'm really excited about that. And uh, yeah, there's um, there is I have my my business mastermind, the Simplicity Mastermind, but I'm also working on Simplicity Collective, which is more of a sort of holistic lifestyle mindset energy support for women in business which is um uh which is something that is what i really want to create a movement around about women really um supporting each other supporting themselves really working on their own personal self-leadership and leading their as they lead their clients and lead their businesses but it's got to start with ourselves first and leading their leading their lives and it's um it's yeah i'm pretty excited about that too that sounds amazing where where will people be able to find information about all of that sarah I suppose my website's always the best place to go, thesarahleather.com, um, or I'm found, there's not too many Sarah Leathers around, I'm very easy to find on, um, I'm on all the, the big three platforms, and um, really happy to hear from anybody as well, so feel free to ping me a message on any of the, the big three, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this, Deirdre, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. And folks, I will add Sarah's link into the show notes. So I hope you found today's episode really, really useful. And you will be sure to learn loads by uh, reaching out and connecting and following Sarah on her different social media platforms. She's got great posts that she shares incredible value in all of the time. But to, to recap and summarize, let me just remind you, align, reinvent, receive, and as Sarah said, release. That's her other word. So reinvent, receive, release. I think I have it right, Sarah, <laughs> but otherwise. It's, it's release, reinvent, receive, but I love the way that you've got it. You've absolutely <laughs> got it, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, loads in there. So folks, if you have enjoyed today's show, please, please, please take one minute less even and give the show a rating or a review wherever you're listening to your favorite show and if you know somebody else who's going to benefit from hearing sarah's fantastic advice today please just text them the link to this episode because they're really going to appreciate it so thank you very much for tuning in until next week bye and that's a wrap on this exciting and enlightening episode of the Master Your Business podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed the chat with Sarah. Uh, she is absolutely fabulous. And I certainly hope that you found her simplicity secrets as refreshing as I did. Remember, friends, that less can truly be more. So why not try simplifying an area of your business this week? Take action. I love action takers. Clear that desk, declutter your inbox, or better yet, Clear out any limiting thoughts you've been holding on to. Let's make some room for some new ideas and fresh success to land. And don't forget, 
We're here to help make your entrepreneurial journey more fun, more manageable, and more successful. So if there's ever a topic that you'd like for me to take on and tackle on this show, be it by myself or with a guest, if there's a particular guest you'd like to hear from, drop me a line. I will be so thrilled to help you do that. So thank you again for tuning into this week's episode. And in the meantime, keep mastering your business.